0: Here we are! It's Sunday! You know what that means? We're going to be talking about real estate and what's going on in the real estate world. There's all sorts of things going on and Goldman Sachs has readjusted their predictions, their forecast for what's going to be happening in 2023. Um I have a special guest on this week, but before we get into our guest, I want to give you guys a little heads up. So, for quite some time over a year now, there's been a link in the description here for foreclosure.com. Foreclosure.com has all the foreclosures you could possibly think of when it comes to, uh, you know, finding anything that's off the market, even things that are not on the MLS in that your real estate agent knows about. So the thing is, is this is a little hack I want to tell you. So if you use my affiliate link that's on there, it gives you a discount for foreclosure.com. So you can make your bids, but here, here's the little, the little hack, the little, uh, heads up. If you sign up for their email list, telling them the exact area you want to uh, like move to before you even, before you even sign on the dotted line to get the, uh, you know, use my affiliate link for the discounted rate, get on their email list first. Then use my affiliate link so you can make your bids because that's going to save you some money. (laughs) I found out that hack from an investor. He's like, oh, I didn't even sign up for it until I found a house I wanted. Then I signed up for it. So I didn't have like paid for three months. So I just, I'm just just trying to save you guys some money. So go on there, sign up, build yourself an account, get on their email list until you can find the house that you want. Then use my affiliate link to use the discount. So that way you get it what you need in a very short period of time and you can cancel at any time. So I just want to let you know. They have been a, a sponsor for me with the affiliate link for quite some time, but I, I don't promote it that much because I'm like, man, it's kind of expensive to go search for houses if, if you're trying to find something you know inexpensive with a foreclosure but when i found that hack out i'm like i'm gonna let the audience know <laughs> i just think that's awesome <laughs> anything to save you money man anything so we're gonna be talking about um we're gonna be talking about uh what goldman sachs said and someone actually put out a video about it and soon as i even said that i wanted to talk about goldman sachs and in this particular article that came out he had put out a video about it like that day <laughs> we're in real estate royalty our guest is sir ashley that is his real name sir ashley is coming in (laughs) to us from the carolinas the carolinas hello Um, hello hello there sir i I have to point out something you know sir ashley's been in the real estate game for quite some time and he's seen some some funny stuff but i have to i have to point out something you threw some shade out on your community post (laughs) (laughs) if eddie could pull up that community post real quick and uh how did you find that screenshot in the first place? While yeah. that?
1: It was actually um I'm in like a you know, YouTube group, right? And uh-huh. a real estate YouTube group and another gentleman sent it because he had posted it on his and I'm like, No, this needs to be shared more. So I, I shared it as well simply because it needs to be out there in my okay. opinion. So
0: so I, I've nicknamed these people the housing crash bros, and yes. they make a lot of content just constantly drilling in that we're in a housing crash, which hasn't happened yet, or that it's coming. And then they change the narrative of at some point, we're going to have a housing crash. Yes, that's like saying at some point, we're all going to die. <laughs> you know? It's like at that. But the reason why they do it and the reason why they continue to do it and why they want it to be a thing is because they're making... What fifty-seven thousand dollars a month? Not making housing crash videos. Fifty-seven thousand dollars a month, yes. making scare videos about a housing crash. Fear
1: and sales.
0: Fear, fear sales. Sells. Yes. Fear sales, and I, I would never, I, I've never like uh, called out anybody's name or anything. But I already, I already knew they were making bank doing those kinds of videos. No. I knew that, but I refused to do it. You know, if I, if I was. I mean, and don't get me wrong. YouTube is income for me. Don't that don't get it twisted. But I knew I knew if I really wanted to really just rake it in, I would make those kinds of videos. But I refuse because I'm not going to lie to people. And then people say, well, the reason why you don't do that is because you're trying to sell houses and your real estate agent. Well, little do people know is I don't sell homes anymore. I I have other people that sell homes for me. I don't I don't do that. I, I work for you guys. This is my job um, is making content for you guys. And, um, and I could be making a lot more money if I made false videos about reporting a housing crash. And I just won't do that because there isn't, it isn't here yet. There is no housing crash and I won't do it until there is one. So.
1: Exactly. And it's not even that I understand being ahead of the curve. I like being ahead of the curve.
0: Right. That's different.
1: But it's one of those things that every other week, Mm -hmm. they have an explanation on why it's going to crash. And then, Two, three months go down the line, nothing happened. But this summer, uh, one of them was supposed to crash 30% by this summer. And I think summer came, left. We're in winter now. And Mm -hmm. prices, there was a 10% increase year on year. So here we are. Yeah, here we are.
0: And I mean, I, I just won't do it. And I know that I get a lot of guff in my in my comment section saying that I'm lying for enormous reasons or whatever. And I'm not. I, I I honestly just want to give out good information. There's no skin in my game in my game in order for you to buy or purchase a house or to watch my videos. I want to be honest. At the end of the night, I want to be able to lay down and know that I did the right thing by people.
1: So yeah, and. Yeah. They don't so you don't practice in the field off you know, ever, or anymore. I do in mm-hmm. <laughs> the field every single day. Actually, after the interview, I'm going to go show a house. Mm-hmm. I would love if prices came down significantly. That yeah. means more people and, and people limits
0: could
1: afford, afford it. Credit limits right. stay the same and all that. Um could afford it. I would love for that to happen. It's just not what I see in the data and what I'm what I'm reading. So it's one of those things to where. Prices going up, houses being more unaffordable only makes it more difficult for me to do my job. I want it, I want prices to come down, but that's just not what the data is pointing to.
0: Right, right. Well, let's get into our Goldman Sachs uh, um, uh, article here. You read this. Did you? Is this the video you did? Is this the article you did the video on? Yep,
1: this is it. Oh,
0: this is, you know, this better (laughs) than anybody. somebody said that it's raining cats and dogs in louisiana my whole backyard is flooded right now when we we went to the mall have family pictures done this afternoon the whole state is flooded uh part of uh i i 10 was it i 10 yeah i 10 is flooded uh goldman sachs says uh four u.s cities will suffer a 2008 crash in home values so four cities (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> four whole cities but what they don't well we're going to get into it they also mm-hmm. in there and caveat it they snuck in there that they revised their prediction for the overall market yes so
0: they did yes just, they um,
1: did <laughs> it's funny how they led with the crash right because it yes. sells
0: because it sells but then
1: right. in there they think they, they caveated what their their former prediction was so the
0: f- the, uh, so Goldman Sachs wrote to its clients earlier this month that it predicts four U.S. cities will suffer the most catastrophic dips, <laughs> drawing comparisons to the 2008 crash. San Jose, California, San Diego, California, Austin, Texas, Phoenix, Arizona will likely to see noticeable increases before drastic decreases of more than 25%. So they're still going to be getting increases before they decrease. Okay. And that's the (laughs) yeah. These declines will be similar to those witnessed during the Great Recession in 2008. Home prices across the U.S. fell 27% at that time, according to the S&P CoreLogic, Chase Schindler Index. Okay. (laughs) Eddie's scrolling down a little bit. Um. Our, two, our 2023 revised pro, uh, forecast primarily re- reflects on our view that interest rates will remain elevated levels longer than the current priced in with the 10-year tenured, tenured treasure yields peaking in 2023, the third quarter. Goldman Sachs strategists wrote, according to the New York Post, as a result, we are raising our forecast for the 30-year fixed rate mortgage to be 6.5 for the year ending in 2023. So they're saying that the interest rates at 6.5, that's what's going to end up for 2023. Right now, we're in the fives, if I'm not mistaken. In 2022, mortgage rates jumped from 3% to 6%. The national decline should be small enough to avoid broad mortgage credit stress. With a sharp increase in foreclosures nationwide, seemingly unlikely. Do you hear that? There's not going to be a wave of foreclosures that hit the market. I know what the housing crash bros have been telling you, but that's not true. Um, that said, overheated housing markets in the Southwest Pacific Coast, such as San Jose, Austin, Phoenix, and San Diego, will likely grapple with a peak to uh, peak to through declines. What does that mean? Peak to through peak, trough. Peak to trough thank you
1: (laughs) it's highlighted it's hard to yeah yeah yeah
0: peak to trough trough. thank you because i didn't know what that meant (laughs) (laughs) and i'm not afraid to say it out loud (laughs) declines over 25 percent, presenting localized risk of higher delinquencies for mortgages originated in 2022 or late 2021 the bank says that these cities will suffer the lowest prices this year because they become too detached to fundamentals during the COVID-19 pandemic housing boom. Goldman Sachs also forecast forecasts that many northeast, southeast, and midwest markets could see a milder correction. So what do you think? So tell tell me what you got from this.
1: What I got from it is that they are um, they their former prediction is not panning out. So they went ahead and corrected it to make it very specific to just Four cities out out west and south. I mean, sorry, out west and southwest. So
0: Their former prediction was 30%. Was it not across the
1: board? It was across the board. Across the board, they saw a huge price correction. And now uh, they just see a huge crash, peak to trough 25% in those four markets. But it's weird that they said they will see an increase and then a decline. So if it increases Mm -hmm. some more, and then goes down twenty five percent. That just puts us back to twenty twenty one levels. Like right. it's, it's weird how that that works. It puts us back in twenty twenty one levels, but yet we won't have twenty twenty one interest rates.
0: Right. But like they were they were talking about the treasury yield uh, peaking and then it won't go. You know, Ryan had said Ryan, who is a, a lender, who. Literally lives, drinks, breathes the the market, right?
1: Yes, yes. He,
0: he predicted that. He thinks that it's gonna even, it's gonna be going to the lower fives. He didn't. He doesn't think yeah. like. He said he can't predict it a whole year out. There's, it's impossible to do that. Anybody that does that is silly. But he he doesn't see it going. You know, above. You know, in the sevens or eights by the end of this quarter.
1: No, I don't. I don't see that either. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I got a lot of flack I was uh, recently on Yahoo finance and Uh-oh. I said I, <laughs> and I Scott. said I said during the Thanks interview the super
0: stickers, Shirley. That,
1: Sorry. that interest rates will end well, will come down to the low fives but it'll be harder to get a, a a mortgage simply because of restrictions on credit and everything and I got a lot of Twitter messages and and emails saying, how do I see that? And just based on the, the economy, I don't see interest rates going up. Uh, I think we've seen the peak of interest rates, which was in November, I believe, October, November, which was 7.3, 7.4. And I think we're going to be in the, in the low sixes, if yeah, not high five. Super chat. We,
0: we got in the eight. Super chat.
1: Really? I,
0: I can't happy. remember when it was, but yeah. we were in the, just skimming the eights like maybe it was like 7.79 or some <laughs> garbage like that. But it was... I got you. Yeah, because yeah, people were like, well, I can do the 2-1 buy down and have... Uh-
1: they are still pushing the 2-1 buy down very hard here. And I try to advise my clients... If you can try to de-risk your 30-year mortgage, that's one of the benefits we have in America in America is that we have a 30-year mortgage. Mm-hmm. A lot of the other countries are in trouble because they don't have that. Correct. I say try to try to de-risk it to where if you can have a fixed payment for 30 years, don't do the two one buy-down because you don't know what's gonna happen to you and your own personal situation or the economy in those um, you know, at once that time is up.
0: I I I preface it as this: if you're mm-hmm. if you're just making the payment. With the two one buy down, then then don't do it. Like if, yeah. if that the if they're like oh if I get the two one buy down then I can afford it don't do it. But if if you can still afford that payment if it was at the original um, uh, interest rate yeah. And, you know, like you're not going to have to depend on that or to like lose your life, then then, yeah, then that's on you. But I if you, if this is the only way you can afford the house with a two one buy now, don't don't do it. Don't do it. It's a really poor decision.
1: And the way they approve people now, they mm-hmm. actually have to approve based on the final number. So that's a good thing now, because back in you know in the crash, uh, financial recession, they were approving people based on the reduced amount. That's if you if you passed that, you were able mm. to get a, you know, get the loan. Now you have to be able to be approved for that final number, and then just consider those first two years as as gravy.
0: Yep, yep. Look at this. So uh, Eddie's showing the interest rates, in January twenty seventh at six point two two eight. 15-year uh, is uh, at like really low fives,
1: 5.1. Yeah.
0: So, yep. If you can do a 15-year loan, man, that's awesome.
1: <laughs> yes. I see Debbie Debbie mentioned that 15-year. I, I do like the 15-year.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: personally, this is what I say. Again, I don't like, I don't like risk, right? So right. I try to say the 30-year, but see if you can Pay it do now. a principal payment on the right. 15th of the month to where it's like half of your mortgage payment just to a principal on the 15th of the month. So that way you can still pay it in 15 years, but you're not obligated to have to pay it in 15 years. Yeah, because so. you
0: never know what's going to happen in life. Exactly. You yeah. never know. So yeah, yeah definitely do that. <laughs> um, they, my When I, we bought our first house, they always said, oh, just make one extra payment a year. And Eddie and I had done that, made one extra payment a year. Yeah. So when we got our... Um, Our buy, you know, like our paperwork that said how much we owed on the house. I was like, "Ooh, Mm -hmm. we paid off way more than I thought."
1: (laughs) I love it. I love it. You know,
0: that was our first house. We didn't know. (laughs) We just listened to everybody else (laughs) tell us what to do because we know nothing. (laughs) No, I like it. Yeah, Um, the the thing is, is that these Goldman Sachs uh, predictions come out, and they're in the investment uh, field, and they're trying to get their biggest investors to make the most money. And sometimes I feel like some of their predictions are in a way to offset what they're trying to do for themselves. So they put that information out there to get people scared so that there's more investment properties for the bigger investors to buy. Mm -hmm. I mean, call me a conspiracy theorist. I'll put on (laughs) my tinfoil hat. But Sometimes I feel like when they put these numbers out, I'm like, where are they getting this from? Like, are they pulling, like, th- some of the stuff they even say, I'm like, this isn't from what, from the National Association of Realtors. Where is yeah. this number from? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. And, like, it's like they have this secret room of, like, mad scientists that are coming up with magical numbers in order for them to, to predict these things. I don't know. The secret just,
1: cabal. They got a cabal. Oh, like you
0: don't the up <laughs> stop! Stop! gonna do it. <laughs> I do think though the investors, the big investors, are mm-hmm. are tragic. Like I put out a video on Tuesday, and I I've always said that these bigger investors are trying to make the younger people into permanent renters, and I believe that wholeheartedly. I really, I, do. I agree. I agree. Oh, you do? Oh, okay. I, no,
1: I, to- I totally agree. Um, it's just it's a more solid investment for them they get to capitalize in so many different ways based on owning a home and and younger people are feeding right into it and yeah. it's just one of those things that
0: i it's understand up to us, this is, no, i will i um, this is like completely it is up to us as people, real estate professionals, mm-hmm. to put out there what programs are available to people that either a live in your area because there's always yeah. area like area specific programs for first time home buyers. Mm-hmm. If there's any federal backed money that's available to first time home buyers, we need to let them know about zero down financing yeah. options. It's up to us, and in order for young people to understand that, we're gonna have to get a lot more education out there um, because they just don't know. They they just don't know. So. Yeah that's, that's, that's that. That we
1: have the later, ability now
0: yeah we have we have the ability now more than ever to get that to get in
1: front there. of them and, and share it with them so mm-hmm. it's funny you say that i'm actually i have it is five to six i have five i haven't finalized the sixth program it's going to mm-hmm. be a video later this week for down payment assistance federal and mm-hmm. then um, also two or three for the north carolina south carolina region if you all wanted to um Pay attention to the channel later this week. I have that video coming out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Andy throws some shade on his community post. Chronicle One has a question, though, real quick. It says, I understand there's no wave of foreclosures expected. However, what will, whatever happened to all the COVID folks who delayed their payments? Um, I will give you my answer and and, and then you can give yours, Sir Ashley. So, um, there was a large mo- number, and this is when it first all began. And I was the first one to—I was the first one to make a housing crash video because I saw the. You number- started it. I did. I really <laughs> did. The number of people that signed up for forbearance at that time was astronomical. It was so big that I couldn't even wrap my mind around it. I'm like, have all these people lost their job? This is insanity. So as the dust settled from that, what had happened was a lot of these larger banks were automatically enrolling people into the program because people were calling to just get information about it. Like, Hey, is this available for my mortgage? And they'd say, yeah, it's available. And they'd say, okay, well, thanks. I just wanted to know. And they'd hang up the phone. And then sure enough, they were automatically enrolled. This happened to thousands of people. It wasn't just a freak thing. It happened through a lot of people through bank of America, through Wells Fargo, they were automatically put on that. And they never asked about it. They just asked a question, and then they automatically rolled in that. So it those people have gotten it all straightened out. So sure enough, not too long after that, you saw a wave of people getting off of that program. Um, and then there was people that stayed all the way through, but like the amount that stayed on it all the way through are now back to paying their regular payments. Now I want people to know that that is those payments aren't forgiven they're tacked to the end of the loan they still have to pay you know they just kind of got a break for two years which is kind of nice if you're trying to save some money or you were in a financial pickle or you happen to get sick during that time and had to take time off of work um but it wasn't like a total like wash they actually have to pay it back and not only that some some people restructured their loans altogether um they they said oh well look this isn't working out for me is there a way i can restructure my house payments since I've gotten so much equity in my home now. And they, and they did. So just, you know, that's what happened. There isn't that many people that, that are still on that plan. And those people that are off that plan, they didn't, it didn't turn into a wave of foreclosures because the job market was, has remained very high and very strong all this time. So yeah, we just don't have them. Actually, we're still at record. We still have our numbers for, Foreclosure rate is still lower than they were pre-pandemic.
1: Most definitely. I think you um, explained that perfectly. Um, they're just pat- tacked on to the end of, end of their loan. And a lot of those people ended up uh, refinancing uh, and taking advantage of the historically low interest rate. And then also uh, a lot of people ended up reworking their loan to where some, some of them actually got a 40-year mortgage. Mm-hmm. Um, which you can debate pros and cons for that. But um, so, yeah, there's not going to be the wave of foreclosures due to that um, deferment.
0: Apparently, I, I did a poll question and it didn't make sense. I put that poll question out really quick. I was just asking if you think uh, home prices are going to rise you know, or drop, yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> so we put yes and no. <laughs> it didn't make sense. I'm sorry. It was I'm a sorry. trick question. It was a, it trick, was a question. trick question. <laughs> you caught me.
1: He yeah. just wanted to see so, if you're on your toes.
0: Sometimes the the <laughs> wheels are spinning, but the hamster's dead for me. <laughs> I try. I really try. Uh, uh, LB has a question. If you want to rent out uh, your current house, uh, a $670,000 house bought a few years ago with a rock bottom rent and move somewhere new, would you wait? Uh, LOC locations in DC suburbs rates uh, uh, seem static or going up. What would you do?
1: Yeah, I personally, one, I would never sell that home. Me either. I would never sell it. If you have a two, three or 4% interest rate right now, do not sell, don't sell it, rent it out. And uh, the loan officer is gonna look at your debt to income and look at the home payment. And I say, as long as, not even I say, it's the numbers, numbers, so long as you can rent it out for at least 125% of your mortgage payment, it's a complete wash on your debt-to-income ratio. So there, it's just looking at what you make and if you can afford the new home that you want to move to. So I I would do that.
0: People are blaming my cat. For my bad question. <laughs> for a bad question. <laughs> Eddie ended the, the poll because he didn't want to make me look bad. Thank you, Eddie. <laughs> but I will say that 31% said uh yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh 27% said unsure. And um uh 14% they didn't said they didn't care. <laughs> I don't know how to answer the survey. I'm sorry, Dan. Some days I'm a, I'm a dang bat.
1: What's going on, Knight? Thank you. Thank you.
0: Oh, Knight. Thank you very much for the, my two favorite YouTubers. If you guys have any questions, just make sure you push the word, type, push, push the word, type the word question in the in the chat, and then you can uh, we'll answer them live. If you're listening on the podcast and you do want to ask a question, you can always email me at info at Christinasmallhorn.com. Just email me your question and I'll, I'll read it aloud on air and we'll get it. We'll get you some answers from our, our, our resident (laughs) (laughs) real estate royalty this week. We got, we got Sir Ashley here. this week. These predictions that a lot of, um, it it isn't just the housing crash bros. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yahoo News was uh, infamous for this last year, saying that by this time, this year, we would be down 20, 30, 40%. What's going to happen Next month, I mean, next when it, it doesn't happen, because what I'm seeing right now, and this is what I, I worry about yes. for a lot of people that are jumping into the market because they've read these high, uh, headlines now that they see that the interest rates are coming down They're first time home buyers and home prices aren't going down for them. Matter of fact, now and I've I talked to somebody in New Jersey, Gap, uh, Jackie Baker, they're in they're starting their whole process of bidding wars again for the low, yes. least expensive homes what's going to happen? I mean, Ryan, Ryan LaRusso, who was the, well, he was here last week. He said that he doesn't believe there's going to be like a boom like before. And of course there won't be, but I still worry for those lower end homes. How high are they going to go? What, what do you see? And what are you thinking, sir? Ashley?
1: Yeah. So when people ask about the housing market and what's going to happen, I don't think we, we don't have enough detail when we answer the question because there's there's several housing markets in my opinion. There's the first time home buyer housing market, mm-hmm. and then there's the move up buyer, and then there's the luxury market. And I believe for the first time home buyer market, it's gonna be very competitive. That's what I'm already seeing right now, actually. Um, in the Charlotte area and every area is different, but I say the median price or just below the median price in your area is getting very Competitive, in the sense where I'm seeing offer deadlines being put into place, uh, multiple offers. But with that said, with those offers, all of those offers, at least right now, they're still asking for some kind of seller credits or seller concessions.
0: Right. So, well, that's good.
1: Yeah. So we're not we're not going over and over, you know, over ask and waiving inspections and all that. That right. is a positive change. That's a great change. Mm-hmm. Um, but. My fear is, if we're experiencing this in January, what's going to happen come March Spring. or April? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I'm not, I want to tell everyone, one, be cautious, right? But be mm-hmm. wise uh, and make sure, don't just do something just because everybody else is doing it. Make sure the home fits your needs and that you're protected when you make that offer. And the best thing right now is to make sure you get seller concessions where they're paying you to pay down the rate to where interest rates right now is what 2.22 I think we just saw Mm -hmm. if you get the if you get seller concessions to buy down the rate you can do a 2-1 buy down or a permanent buy down which I recommend you Mm -hmm. can see your rate easily in the fives or even low fives Uh, so I say definitely do that right now and um, get your housing need Taken care of because Met. If I say, Matt, because I say as soon as you go further into the to the spring, the first time home buyer is going to see a lot more competition. Unfortunately,
0: you know that happened with the last housing crash too. Like when so the last housing crash in 2008 they started giving out these p- government programs like you get like, first it was like 3000, then it yeah. was 6,000. then it, when I think it went up to, it was like, they gave all this thing to encourage yeah. first time home buyers, because those are the only people that were going to be buying. Well, those houses that would have been in that first time home buyer, I mean, they were going like hotcakes. They were going really yeah. quickly. I mean, they were able to negotiate. Don't get me wrong. They were able to get some closing costs and stuff, but those houses, you had to be very, very fast. So I, I predict that's what it's going to be. I still say that some areas, though, are going to see like housing, like ridiculousness. I mean, in our area, it's going to be more level um, than and, than other areas. So
1: and Zillow predicted uh, my region, Charlotte mm-hmm. area to be the number one housing market for 2023. Now, even if it's not the number one, I have seen uh, a lot of action Already in these first few weeks of, of January, where December was—I'm not going to say it was a ghost town—but it was nowhere near the amount of action uh, right now. And inventory still, while it's picked up since last year, we're still not even at pre-pandemic levels for inventory. So that's Is another, that another. Because challenge. of
0: interest rates, do you think that was the reason, or?
1: Yeah, for um, you mean the activity? Yeah, the activity
0: was increasing. Yeah, I
1: think rate? I think it was the interest rate coming down because it came mm-hmm. down a whole point from you know its high. And Mm -hmm. that, and then also when you couple in seller concessions to where you can get a rate into the fives where, Mm -hmm. you know, the normal rate, maybe sixes, you can get a rate in the fives and with, actually I can speak for my own clients, their landlords told them, hey, you're going to have a rent increase come January 1st or, or March 1st. So they are gung ho, they're like. I'm going to pay an additional $400 a month. I might as well buy a property and it still is in my budget to where I'm actually They're going to end up being paying less in mortgage than they are in rent. So
0: they had said that, um, that rents were going to start coming down, but I've, I'm hearing from more and more people that when they go to renew, they're still going up. They're yeah. still going up. I don't, I mean, maybe it, really it just depends like on office. where you're at.
1: Yeah. 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 But, yeah. but metros where you're still getting an influx of people coming in, mm-hmm. uh, those rents are, are strong, if not going up, and the Charlotte area were going up now, if you're in a metro where people are leaving, then yes, they need to fill those vacancies and you might be able to get a, a very good deal or a much cheaper rent than what you're paying currently. It just really depends on on your locale
0: mm-hmm. adventure Edgar says uh, question I found a lo- uh, lot zoned for single re- single residents, but surrounding by multifamily units. How hard would it be? To rezone an empty lot from an R1 to an R2, a fourplex would fit with the surrounding units in Texas. I don't know how it is in your area, but I know that in our area, if you show pictures, like for instance, we have some areas that are um, residential and then, then right next to it is commercial. And if you can prove the fact that like this really should be commercial, a lot of times they're like, oh, that's right by the... Piggly Wiggly and the, all that. Yeah. We'll, we'll re, They'll just do it. They'll just do it. Usually, sometimes you have to go to like a meeting, a board meeting and, and plead your case on why. But um, a lot of times they'll just do it. So I, I don't know how it is in Texas. I know here in my little, in my little town, <laughs> I live in a very, I live in a rural area. I hear cows in the morning in, in, in and <laughs> in roosters. So <laughs> it is not that difficult, but uh, that will depend on your area. Can you do it in your area there in Sir, Ashley?
1: Yes. No, you can definitely do it here in the Carolinas. Um, and it's not that difficult. And in fact, they just, um, just had last year, they're trying to make a push for developers to make more multifamily units because there's such a dearth of inventory to where multifamily serves two purposes, right? You can put two families in there as opposed to at least two families, as opposed to just having one single family unit. So it's not that difficult. You may have to wait... Um, two months. That's about the timeline right now, Mm -hmm. but it's not that hard here in the Charlotte area.
0: You know, developers are saying that they, you know, they just don't make enough money, right? So they don't make enough money building smaller, more affordable homes. Mm -hmm. What if, and this is, what if we could convince a developer to build duplexes, right? So they would make that high price point of 400,000. Then a first-time home buyer could buy that, then rent the second part out. Then they are not only... They're having, they have income producing property that would help cover their own mortgage. Not, not only that, they have a like, you can use that for all sorts of depreciation too.
1: Amazing. That's an amazing idea. That's an amazing idea. Mm. And and it should, I would think you should incentivize builders or developers to do that.
0: I am thinking that I can talk to some developers in our area. I just thought of that while I was sitting here. I'm like, they don't want to build them because they're not going to make enough money, right? Yep. Those houses in the 200s, 300s, they're like, ugh, that's pittance. You know, when they can mm-hmm. make them, you make the same house at the 400s and 500s and they make bank. Ooh, and
1: an- another thing that goes into the cost of, of actually building is, mm-hmm. is obviously the land. Right now, at least in mm-hmm. the Charlotte area, the land is the most expensive thing. And mm-hmm. then uh, the county and the state wants their money up front mm-hmm. to be able to, to to develop and build. So there's a lot of red tape and bureaucracy goes into it and not in cost. And they want to be well compensated. I get it. You know, we're a capitalist society. But if we, it needs to be a change all around as far as not making it so cumbersome for them to build structures like like you said.
0: Somebody asked a very legitimate question, but I'm going to get to it in just a second. um mm-hmm. Make sure you put Kelly Hahn's question up and just uh, right after this one, Eddie. Okay. Uh, Ernesto uh, has a question. Says, so got a home in 2021 for 270 at a 3% interest rate. Sell now or rent it out? Rent it.
1: Rent it. Do <laughs> rent not sell. Ernesto. If
0: you can, if you can. Yeah. yeah. If you can yeah. hold on and have another payment. Yeah. Rent it.
1: Ernesto, definitely. I, I would second that uh, feverishly rent it out. You have a 3% interest rate, um, rent it out. You can get creative. You can do a wraparound mortgage mm-hmm. owner finance it, do something, do not sell that 3% mortgage.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Uh, so Ke- I'm going to put it up here. Cause Eddie probably doesn't, he's probably at the top. So Kelly, what does it mean? Not enough money. She's talking about builders. What, why, yeah. why are they saying they don't, not making enough money. So if you take a lot, you know, uh, uh, let's just say this is a lot. And this is the house. If they put a 1200 square foot house, they're not going to make nearly as much money as they would for making a 2000 square foot house and they can fit it on that lot and make a lot more money and all that if they really wanted to make more money on top of that they would go ahead and double stack it so that you would have a two-story house here in louisiana two-story houses aren't that ex- that popular so what they do is they add bonus rooms over the garage so it seems even like more of an incentive and they can raise the price even higher that's what they're trying to do they're we're trying to build as much house on that lot as possible because they bought it for X amount of dollars. So if they could make more money building more on that postage stamp lot, that's what they're gonna do. Um, yeah. they make more more in the long run. Instead of making thirty thousand dollars now they're making seventy five thousand dollars and all they did was add a little bit more concrete and some sticks, you know.
1: <laughs> Correct.
0: You know, that's why and that and that's all it comes down to. They want to make that money. Mark says, uh, question, since people invest in REITs, similar to like investing in the stock market, can a market crash cause a REIT sell-off, causing REIT purchase houses to flood the market and cause prices to tank? What is your opinion about this, sir, Ashley?
1: Yeah. um, So, REITs typically occur when the the commercial buildings. Right, correct. And yes, theoretically, that can happen. uh, But commercial is very unique in the sense that they don't typically have 30% 30 30-year mortgage either. So... The biggest, one of the biggest fears of our economy right now is, it's not talked about, is the fact uh, the financing on commercial buildings right now with the interest rate as high as it is. Um, So even without the whole sell off and all that stuff, the fact that a lot of those commercial units are going to be up to be refinanced and those numbers worked when interest rates were in the threes and they got a 4%. It may not work when they're in the sixes and then it has to be a 7%. Uh, And so it's going to be. Something to but, keep your eye out
0: on. But REITs are also tied to uh, properties like uh, manufactured home parks, right? And they're making a killing because yeah. the big investors come in, buy it, use that as REIT investments, jack up the rents in those areas. And they they literally have nothing to care about. Like, they don't care. They will kick out residents left and right. They don't care if you can't pay or not because they'll find somebody else that can. That can um, yeah. yeah, they're tied to it. And the build to rent, the BTR, build to rent properties, they're tied to REITs as well. So it'd be interesting Um, because the the part that makes it interesting is the fact that those build to rent, they're all encapsulating. There's always going to be people in there renting those houses. So yeah. if the REIT market was to collapse, they're still making rent money.
1: That's yes, yes. Yes. I just passed. I drove by a uh... 200-unit build-for-rent community right here in Charlotte, unfortunately, today. I drove Mm -hmm. by it.
0: Eddie, you're going to have to make that bigger for my over 50 eyes. Eddie, (laughs) there we go. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Multifamily property is currently the highest performing asset classes. Oh, see, this is what I'm talking about. This is why we need to make more duplexes. As of the third quarter of 2022, multifamily vacancies are at a 4.4 five-year low. Says uh, Victor uh, Callon, head of commercial real estate economics in Moody Analytics. Multifamily owners and investors aren't immune to the cost increases, but they can adjust rents annually, sometimes even monthly, to account for market changes. I mean, I know there's, I saw in the chat, there's some people that are not really big. On the idea of your first home being a duplex, but you don't have to live there forever, right? No. And when you start saving enough money and you can put down a nest egg for the next house that you purchase, you now have two income-producing properties, and you're helping your legacy with, by doing that. I think it's a brilliant idea, and I it, thought of it was all my own.
1: <laughs> it is definitely it's definitely a brilliant idea. Um, I'm not sure how many people are familiar with the term house hacking. Mm-hmm. It's a way in which you can you can get half or if not all of your biggest expense paid for
0: uh-huh. by,
1: by renting it out and, and having somebody else pay your mortgage. And then again, this is when you're ideally, when you're younger, first home, uh, not saying you're going to live there forever. You're going to do that for five, maybe five, 10 years, and then hold on to it. Use that rental income, rent out that other side that you were living in uh, and have it pay for itself. And then also pay towards some of your second mortgage for your other home.
0: Um, this next quote it says: uh, Demand for affordable housing and workforce housing far outweigh supply, regardless of the markets and economy. Commercial real estate should focus. Oops, should focus on finding creative ways to increase affordable housing, which includes modular construction. Which this is all the things I talk about all the you time. You talk about it.
1: You talk. Yeah, about
0: modular it. construction, adaptive reuse of buildings like commercial real estate buildings could be turned into. Uh, apartments and condos, mixed income properties, the use of historic tax credits, and unique capital solutions. I have said, and I keep saying this, uh, all the uh, abandoned malls, all the abandoned malls across the United States should be turned into senior facilities. Because honestly, first of all, it protects the seniors from weather and they need, they like to go out and walk And everybody remembers in the 80s and 90s, the mall walkers, right? The elderly people that used to walk around Mm -hmm. in the morning walking. And then you could put all the medical facilities at the bottom level, right? Or you could have the apartments at the bottom level, whatever you wanted. It's already set up. And you can have like luxury uh, assisted living upstairs, you know? I mean, it would be genius. I I I think it makes sense. This Gen X girl would love it.
1: (laughs) It, it makes it. sense. It makes sense.
0: Yeah, you can put a Starbucks in there. You have your coffee there. You can get your, and then you can go get your X ray done. You know, get some blood work done. Everything's in that contained area. You already got parking. I mean, it would that would be a cash yeah, cow.
1: No, that I recently sense. went to the went to the mall to get coffee. I was going had an appointment to get coffee. Mall was right there. And you said mall walkers. Sure enough, as soon as I opened the door, you had two. Elderly man and a woman just power walking them them their <laughs> ways right around the right previous, around the, the entrance. Pre-
0: previous so. to my career in real estate, I was a hairdresser and I worked at the mall at the Regis. My <laughs> first job was at a Regis in the mall. And those those people, man, they were up at the crack of dawn. The the uh Security guys used to open it up, man. They were ready to go. He said in the morning, they were just already standing there waiting for him to open the door. As soon as they opened the door, they were just off off yeah. to the races, man. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I would do it. I would totally live in the mall. <laughs>
1: oh, Noreen says that that actually happened in Providence. Correct. Florida yeah.
0: I, I featured it yeah. on my channel. You did. Nice. But, nice. Yeah, I did. I featured on my channel. It's a smaller mall, though. This was mm-hmm. like an, the one in Providence is a real small mall. I'm talking about the big malls.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Converted the upper level into tiny homes. That's correct. Uh, mall walkers are walking at the Sarah Vista, uh, mall. Yep. In Arizona. Yep. That, that's a thing, man. Yeah. Cause you avoid the weather and like, you don't get heat stroke and you don't have to worry about getting rained on or snow. It's a genius. Someone needs to listen to me. I have many ideas. I just don't have the capital to back them up. <laughs> 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 Mia Mia, Mia's mommy says question. Wayne Turner says you can use your equity in your current home to pay off debt and apply it towards the purchase of a new home and not have to come out of pocket. Is that really true?
1: You want me to you want me to answer? Yeah. That? I want okay. you to so... I, I
0: saw you smiling. Go for it, dude. <laughs> oh, yes,
1: no, you can you, it, it is true. Technically, you can do it. What I say you have to be cautious of okay. is to make sure that that debt that you're taking out, the equity you're pulling out, see what that interest rate is going to be. Because you may be in a worse position. <laughs> you may be in a worse position once you take the money out of your current home, because you got to pay it back, right? You're going to take a loan on it. Um, find out what that interest is because you, you don't want to end up in, a, again, a worse position or even right in the same position. Because you may have paid off one debt, put down down payment, but now you have you know a, a 7% interest rate on whatever money you just took out.
0: On face value, that sounds really good. But exactly. for your individual situation, you need to meet with a financial advisor to know if that's something you could possibly do. Um, you, and if is your debt, how much interest is your current debt have? Right. If your interest uh, for your current debt is at two percent and then you're getting a, a mortgage with a five, six, seven percent, uh, is that really you're, are you really offsetting your debt? No, you're not. You know, you're just actually putting on yourself some more debt. Yeah, with more interest you know you just work with a financial advisor on that you gotta
1: definitely every situation is different Mm -hmm. financial advisor and work through numbers work through actual numbers because again it sounds ideally it's a great idea in in theory it works amazing in practice everybody's different
0: right and and there is a way that you could Abuse the idea of doing something like this, and and it's happened. It happened to a friend and I. Eddie and I have a friend who, who falls for these kinds of things. And one time, she refinanced her house, and this is before I knew anything about real estate. And she had me refinance my house so we could pay off some debt. Come to find out, when I really learned how to read closing costs, this is one of the reasons I got into real estate. When I realized how to read the closing settlement statement, I didn't know I was paying the lender upfront $10,000 out of the equity in my house, had no yeah. clue. And I, I like, I embarrassingly admit that now I've never told that out loud, but yeah, they, that guy yeah. did us wrong. He also got arrested and went to prison for uh, uh, <laughs> mortgage, mortgage fraud. So yeah. uh, there's that. So, but my friend is so trusting and I was too, cause I trusted her and, and yeah, you got to work with the right people. So anything that looks good on paper until you put it into practical use, that is for sure. Nikki says longtime renter for here at 33 years old in Seattle. They're raising my rent 400 dollars. We decided to look for houses and there are about close to close about to close on a brand new Rambler with a, with a seller paying closing costs and a two, one buy down. Um, Yeah. Fantastic. uh, Yeah. I'm proud of you because now you're out of the rent rat race. You know, because those rents, man, I don't think they're going to get any cheaper.
1: They're not going to get any cheaper. And the fact that um, you have the two one buy down, you get you know what your payment's going to be. You know what the end payment is going to be for 30 years if you don't refinance. You don't have to worry about rent increases, Um, which having your biggest expense be firm and, 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 you know, not not adjusting Mm -hmm. is a huge luxury because. 33 years old, ideally your income is going to keep increasing, but your housing expense will stay the same. So Mm -hmm. that's a good thing.
0: Yeah. Noreen has a question. It says, I love uh, the duplex idea. The Southeast definitely sees more duplexes. Do you think it will happen in Charlotte, Sir Ashley?
1: Um, If you would have asked me two years ago, I would have said no, Mm -hmm. but uh, the city council city board, all of last year, they were fighting back and forth and it finally passed back in August, September, that uh they have approved and and giving incentives for more duplexes to be built in the next five years so there will be uh more now what more means i I don't quite know (laughs) because it could be two could be more right so just not not quite sure how many but it will be an increase
0: i don't think the opposition would be as nearly as high as let's just say condos like like in our area, everybody, live, most people live in one story houses, two story houses are not very common, right? And anytime you mention apartment complexes or condos, they're buildings that are very high. And people are like, "We that looks crazy here. It looks very yeah. silly to have these apartments at the end of the road when all of these are just single family houses. But if you were to do duplexes, they look like houses, there would be a neighborhood of houses that just so happens to be able to house multiple families. I think I think we could get a lot more, uh, first of all, builders on that page, developers on that page. And I think the city councils and even the community as a whole would be on that on that page because there aren't they aren't they wouldn't be as many renters. And that's what people always like. I don't like the build to rent people because they don't uh, you know, the people that live there aren't going to take care of the properties. If you had those. Uh, duplexes, there's going to be one on one side in most cases that is going to be living on one side and renting on the other. So they have that vested interest in owning, you know, owning it. I think that's a wonderful idea.
1: I think it's a wonderful idea. Wonderful idea. Yes. Hit that like button, please. Definitely appreciate (laughs) that. Um, However, I have to say, if you own a duplex and this is one thing I learned from having rentals is Mm -hmm. do not let the other person know that you're the owner. (laughs) <laughs> oh don't let the other person know you're they're the owner reason why i say that and have the property into a trust or something like that uh, reason why i say that is because people don't i'm not gonna say they try to take advantage they might not be doing it purposefully but they can play on your emotions and human side to where you know good and down well they would not go to a property management company mm-hmm. every month saying something happened with their child or their husband or something like that but because you're their friend and neighbor Uh they feel like oh you got it you own you own the home you got it you can take care of it Uh, something came up I'll be a little late and it happens every single month uh, no, that you don't want them knocking on your door at eleven exactly. o'clock because their exactly. front light porch no. is out. You know? don't, don't let them know. <laughs> we had one
0: renter that was like the light bulbs out <laughs> yes. uh, out up front at ten yeah. o'clock at night. We're like, okay, we'll be yeah. over there tomorrow. Well, it's out right, right, right now. Right. Okay, they knew we lived around the corner.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So don't don't I say keep a buffer there, keep a buffer, and you should be like if they don't know you're the owner, be like, yeah, that's a shame that they really do need to fix that. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: like put it off on somebody else.
0: So. Yeah, maybe if you have a friend in the area, they could be the the fake landlord yeah, yeah. that picks up your rent.
1: Byron <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thomas
0: uh, said, "I find it funny they the they call it a house hacking uh, thing today, or house hacking's a thing today." In the '80s and '90s in Durham, North Carolina, people were buying up fourplexes and triplexes big time. Yeah. That's because they're smart. <laughs> they, they're, those are people that have some forthright thinking. <laughs> If you have any questions, make sure you put the word question first and we'll put them up on the screen. Diane has a question. What are your thoughts about reverse mortgages? What is your thoughts, sir, Ashley? Because I have some thoughts.
1: Yeah, I I was totally against it. I didn't think it was something that should be. I thought people it was um, people preying on the hard work and equity uh, of all. Our elderly citizens because they paid down, have so much equity in their property. Uh, however, just this past fall, I had somebody buy a brand new home with reverse mortgage, and it was explained to me. I'm not going to do a good job explaining it, but it was they are actually living in their home for the rest of their days and getting paid $300 a month to do so. Right. It is... Um, Every situation is different. So I don't want to say blanket, blanket don't do it.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: make sure, like anything, make sure you know what you're getting into. And this person, this couple, they don't have any children, any heirs or anything like that. So it didn't really matter as far as the equity to them. It didn't even matter what happens to the equity because they're not passing it to anyone. Uh, just just make sure that, it, that it's a wise decision for you.
0: In today's world, with the cost of living groceries, medications, insurances, um, to have a a family, loved one suffer like that when they have equity in their house because they feel like they're going to win some kind of championship at the end because they died and gave their loved ones um, some inheritance. I, I think that's baloney, right? So if that parent of yours that's worked their tail off to pay off their house needs help and the reverse mortgage can let them live their last days more comfortably. And boohoo, you don't get as much inheritance that you thought you were going to get. Too bad. I think that it has its place. If you don't need it, then don't get it. There's no mm-hmm. reason to. But if you need it, I think that it definitely has its place. Um, yeah. I know, I've seen them. They go bad, though. I've seen them go bad uh, where, like, the... The terms of the reverse mortgage when the level one passed seemed like the bank definitely won a lot more than the people receiving money. They did receive money in the end, but the bank seemed to take a lot more than than what was presented to them at the original time of signing for that reverse mortgage. So, just be careful. What is a rambler? <laughs> Do you know what it is? A style of a home up yes. north, up in the north. Uh, yeah, so here there, there, there there's all sorts of different kinds of ramblers, but in in my understanding, it's a smaller house on a foundation. Is that correct? I believe so. Yeah, on a, a yeah. basement
1: foundation.
0: Yeah. Yeah, a smaller home on a basement foundation. Um, so we here because we don't have them, we don't have houses that sit on a foundation like that. We we call those ranch style homes, ranch style home. Um, Question, to the previous question. Uh, will using a home equity loan to buy a new house double the payments?
1: I don't know if it will double the payments, but it, I mean, do, would you have two payments? Yeah,
0: you'll yes. have two payments.
1: Yes, yes, you have two payments. But I don't know, like obviously numbers-wise, I'm not sure what it will equate to, but you would do it, definitely have two payments.
0: Correct. Yeah.
1: If not three. The- Somebody said,
0: I thought a Rambler was a car. <laughs> <laughs> you would be
1: correct as well. Um, is it?
0: I didn't know that.
1: It is, I believe so. Yeah.
0: A, a rambler is a car. I, I did. I'm like so out of the loop on how much cars cost. I saw a car driving down the road. I said, "Eddie, this car looks absolutely beautiful." He said, "That car is ninety thousand dollars." I'm like, yeah. "It's an SUV. That's you could buy a house. You could buy a house for ninety thousand dollars." When I see a yeah. car. A car is a function for me. It gets me from point A to point B. There's <laughs> no way in God's green earth I would ever spend ninety thousand yeah. dollars on a car. I, it's, I, a function. I, it's, I it's a function. I can't lie.
1: I've thought about it. I've thought about it. Actually, it was my birthday earlier this month. And um on that, my birthday I woke up wanting a wanting a specific car. And so I thought about oh, actually I not even thought. I went to go get it. Um, but they didn't have any. Uh, at the dealership, the one they just they had they they just sold, and now there's only like two left in the country. So
0: take that money that you were going to buy and buy yourself an investment property. Don't buy a car.
1: Uh, yes, no. See, I, I love investment properties. I'm a huge believer in investment properties, but I I like my toys as well. If I had this Rambler, I wouldn't have to worry about it.
0: Go get yourself one of like you know when you're a kid. Get yourself like yeah. the little. Box cars, and you can look at all the time you put in your (laughs) pocket, man. You'd be like, Look at my little car and look at this investment property that's helping my future. Yes,
1: very true. Very
0: true. Yeah. Um, Somebody asked a question I'm going to have to look up. Hold on real quick. They said something that um, can equity be uh, designated in a trust?
1: I don't know exactly what you mean, but you can own the property into a trust. And then, technically, yes, the trust will own, Correct. have the equity. So, yeah. Um, and I recommend, uh, granted, talk to uh, an advisor, but um, I recommend putting all your properties into a trust simply because you never know what's going to happen. And it's much easier to dispose of uh, your property in a trust than do probate with a will and everything.
0: Yeah. Um, if you're in Louisiana and you need a name of a guy who does trusts here in Louisiana, I got a guy. He's on, as a matter of fact, he's on YouTube. (laughs) If you look (laughs) under my video that says naked ownership, and that just relates to uh, the children getting ownership of the house when there is no will, um, you can see his uh, information in that video.
1: And think about it again. This is the attorney side of me. Mm -hmm. If you get in a car accident or something like that and the person that you ran into, or say you ran into somebody, may not have any signs or symptoms or anything like that, but then they, they took your information, they go home and Google and see that you own three, four properties, or even a property itself, that accident that was benign, that they didn't have any any issues with, all of a sudden their back starts hurting because they can find and go to the tax record and find that you own it. Whereas if you have the property into a trust, mm-hmm. they won't be able to easily see that you are the owner or know that you're the owner. So
0: do you, do you put each property in a separate trust? Yes. Interesting.
1: Yeah, Ooh. and then you can also obviously have a trust to control the trusts.
0: But yeah. So so you have a main trust and then it and then it flowers out to other trusts like a mm-hmm. branch. Like yeah. a branches out to other trusts with each property. Yes. Okay, and then like if anything happens to you that trust goes to your
1: it's very it, so. One thing I love about a trust is you have different steps, right? Mm-hmm. So I can go to my wife, right? Or if, if say my wife passes before me, it can go to uh, my kids. Or when my kids, it goes to my mom until my kids get eighteen or graduate college. Like in a trust, you can put different stipulations on it. Whereas mm-hmm. a will, you don't really it just passes. You don't really have those stipulations that you can add it on or caveats you can add on it. So I think a trust, both of them are necessary pieces but a trust allows you to put more parameters and have your wishes more set forth set out in it.
0: It gives you more of a voice. Yes. What
1: you're saying. From yes. from from the grave, yes.
0: <laughs> stacy want to know where you can buy a house for ninety thousand. So outs outside Baton Rouge in the way country, there are properties you can purchase for ninety thousand. Eddie's even yeah. gonna pull one up. Look, he's like uh where's this one in Indiana uh, Indiana, you can buy one for forty five thousand. There's some in uh, like Macon, Georgia. I was looking at; they had houses in the in the hundred thousands. You could like really basically anywhere that's rural, you can find. Um, in the
1: place. Triad region of North Carolina, mm-hmm. you can find cheaper properties. there around Fayetteville. North Carolina, all throughout South Carolina. Columbia, you can get maybe not 90, but 100, 110. Um, I saw some brand new ones for like 175 last year. It might not be 175 now, but yeah. A
0: brand new truck is $75,000 right now?
1: Yes. like like Prices of cars are absolutely ridiculous right now. Trucks, cars, all of it. And Christian, I appreciate that. I wish I could sing like Darius Rucker.
0: (laughs) I met him. I met him, but actually I shouldn't say I met him. My husband met him and nice. you know, like n- one thing he can't stand. If anybody ever meets this man, do not run up to him and go Hootie, Hootie, Hootie. Cause that's not his name. That's the name of his band. Yeah. His name is Darius and he hates yeah. when people call him Hootie <laughs> from Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> if anybody didn't know, <laughs> Question: I heard a business owner say every entrepreneur needs at least one investment property for cost segregation, depreciation to write a hundred percent income off, earned income off. Is that true? Yes.
1: Yeah, I mean, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) I I I say yes. Um, Depending on how much you write off, I don't know what your plans are for that year and coming years, but yes, you definitely need an investment property. Again. America appreciates two things business okay. owners, property owners. Mm-hmm. And if you're a business owner, then you just need the property. If you have property, you just need to create an LLC. Like, if you look at our constitution and who everything was made to protect business owners and property owners, our tax code.
0: Protect yeah. Those I, two people. I was very nervous when we bought our first uh, investment property. It was one of those things that is like, we're, we're going to do this right now. And I was like, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now I'm like, I'm so thankful for yes. it because it offset a lot of taxes that we would have had to pay. I was like, thank God, because we would have been yeah. paying out the nose because we had those. Um, yeah. I, like, if you can do it, make it happen. Yes. Um, Sir, Ashley, can a condo townhome be put under a trust account? Yes. yes.
1: Most definitely.
0: Yes, yes I can. Well, we should get into this more often. People seem to be really interested in those trusts. But, you know, I don't know if anybody knows. Sir Ashley is a uh, jack of all trades. Not only is he real estate royalty, he's also a, he's a lawyer too. He he's a realtor, a lawyer. Aren't you a, like invest? Don't you have your like?
1: Yeah, I I invest as well.
0: Um yeah.
1: I I I don't put it out there, but mortgage broker, right? I can do that. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. really put it out there. So. Uh, Cause that's not what I, my main thing is real estate investor and uh day-to-day real estate investor and real estate agent. But I do, I can do the other things.
0: Byron wants to know, can you practice law in Texas?
1: I cannot, but I do have a couple colleagues in Texas, a part of Texas that I can definitely put you in contact with and find out what kind of law you need, lawyer you need.
0: Yeah. He's on, he's on YouTube. So you can be able to find him easily. Okay. Sir Ashley is. Yeah. So if you, if you need that. Uh, what is Cary, North Carolina, market looking like today, Ashley? Yeah, it is, very,
1: <laughs> it is very competitive still right now. Prices have softened a little bit in the fall, like most of the country, but mm-hmm. um, offers are picking up. Uh, that part of Raleigh is still in high demand simply because of where it's located. It is, uh, it's very competitive in Cary, although you can find some things for like $3.350. <laughs>
0: Somebody made it very, Jerry says, if our tax code protects landowners, then why do renters get to vote for additions to my property taxes? Because they're part of the community, Jerry. Hate to tell you, <laughs> they still they still use community works. <laughs> they still drive on roads to get to you your job. They still uh, they still uh, have kids in the local schools.
1: And um, yeah, and it's one of those things to where, I mean, stuff
0: in you your you area.
1: You remember, <laughs> If you remember our history, only people that could vote was property owners at one point.
0: Yeah, let's not do so, that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so that's not, that's, so yeah, everybody can can vote. Everybody can vote.
0: Um, Serenity Cal says, what is the best website for searching any property in the United States? Which site is most up to date? Do the big sites like Zillow, Redfin list every home? Okay, so... You have to, as a real estate broker, you have to be enrolled in Zillow and Redfin and all those to nationally syndicate your listings. So no, all those big, you know, big ones don't have every single listing under the sun. If you're wor- if you want to know more about that specific area and the listings that are available on the MLS, you need to contact a real estate broker or a, or a real estate agent in the area, and they can put you on an automatic uh, list. They filter it down for you, and then you get. Uh, emails instantly. As soon as the, the house hits the market, you'll get an email to let you know. But they, they all they're all pretty much the same. Zillow's pretty much the same as Redfin What people don't understand is Zillow and Redfin are not designed for the consumer. It's actually a lead source tool to sell real estate agents leads. So whenever you fill that stuff out online and you click on properties or you're going to go talk to the agent, most likely the agent that you get a hold of is not the one that has listed the property or knows anything about the property. They have paid for a space next to that listing itself in order to get leads. They pay for it. And they pay out the nose, by the way, they pay a lot of money to be in that space. So um, yeah, that's my answer. What do you say?
1: No, I I agree. Um, It is... I wouldn't say it's the best way, but it's the most convenient way. Uh, But I say definitely contact a local agent to get a list, talk to them about what you want, what you need, so they can filter a list for you and you can get an updated either twice a day or every day uh, as far as what new properties, if there are any new properties in your search criteria.
0: Kernica one says, uh, what is Aiken South Carolina looking like right now? That market?"
1: Um, Yes, I am. I'm actually not familiar with Aiken. I'm not familiar with Aiken, South Carolina. That's a little too far for me. And I don't have a team member in Aiken either. So I cannot answer that question. I'm pretty ignorant regarding that, that question. <laughs> that answer. Oh,
0: so Byron wanted to know uh, practicing law. You remember that he asked you the question about mm-hmm. practicing law. He wanted to know if you knew anybody in Houston.
1: Yes. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, my YouTube page um, you can go to or my email, is sir, sir, Ashley. Uh, sir at SirAshley.com. Uh, shoot me a message and i can put you in contact just tell me what kind of lawyer you're looking for in houston um, funny story actually when i graduated law school i thought about it was between texas of oh, texas it was between texas which was in houston and texas or nashville tennessee and nashville tennessee went out uh, so i went to nashville and practice but i didn't have a lot of colleagues still in in houston
0: So Eddie was showing you, Byron, all you have to do is go to Sir Ashley's page uh, on YouTube, go to the about section. Once you click on the about section, you can scroll down and then it will give you their his email address. You have to click on it and says view email address and it will give it to you. So that's all you got to do. You just go to his website. People have put the link to Sir Ashley's website in the comment section below. Thank you, Debbie.
1: Thank you, Lon. Appreciate you.
0: And if thank you guys you, are needing a referral in your area, you can always go to my website at christinasmallhorn.com and fill out that referral form, and I will get to it. One more question before we go, and um, some finishing words here. What was that last question you wanted to put up on the screen there, Eddie? Oh, Eddie is like showing my website. Look at it. Yeah, up. we got to
1: see that website.
0: Yeah, I got my feet in the air. My kids always die laughing. They're like, "Why I, are you showing your feet?"
1: One, I, I have to. I have to thank you. Well, for being so transparent with your website and the media kit and everything like that. Mm-hmm. It has come clutch for myself. So I appreciate you for being so transparent and just, just helpful.
0: Oh, you're welcome. I always try to help real estate agents. Matter of fact, if you're a real estate agent and you want some help with your YouTube channel, just go to Malcolm Lawson and I run a YouTube channel called uh, real estate YouTube mastermind on Facebook. Join the group. I help everybody for free because I'm that person. <laughs> yeah have you heard anything about the midwest housing market needing to buy uh, this summer in north dakota it, it is it has remained even keel through yeah. through through this time that we've seen up and down, I mean, of course they saw increases, but they never saw the increases like Austin, Texas, Phoenix, Arizona, and they're not going to see big dips like they did. They're they're going to see in some of those other areas that went really high. You're going to be just fine. I think they were predicting a three three to three percent increase. In the Midwest, wasn't Which it? Which is
1: healthy. Like Which I would love for the day where it's like two to five percent increase every year. That would mm-hmm. be amazing. This whole ten, sixteen, twenty, thirty percent has been. Nobody wants that. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody wants that at all.
0: No, they don't. But I, I do need to make dinner. <laughs> And we do need to read some more articles. And I wanted to say thank you to you, Sir Ashley, for spending time with us and showing us your YouTube channel and sharing your ever so so wonderful knowledge when it comes to the real estate market. Hopefully, you'll come back and visit us again because it's always a pleasure.
1: I love being here with you, Eddie. Thank you you to (laughs) you. Thank you. I've been trying to get him on here for three weeks. (laughs) That is true. That is true. Thank you.
0: (laughs) You're very welcome. Thank you, everybody. If you have any questions uh, that you want or anything you want us to talk about on the next podcast, please put it in the comments section below. If you are listening to this as a podcast, just go over to my YouTube channel or you can email me at info at christinasmallhorn.com your question and I'll read it live on the air. All right, everybody. Have a fantastic week. If anything good comes about, I'll let you know. Yeah, you can find me on Spotify. You can find me on Apple. You can find me in all those places. So <laughs> yeah. it's very exciting. Very exciting. We're, we're in the podcast world now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody. to hey. you. Hey.